Do you wish you could make more fun vacation memories with your family every year? I'm Lynn Mettler, aka Go-To Travel Gal. Welcome to the Families Fly Free podcast, where I help you learn to travel more by spending less and explain how easy it is for your entire family to fly free. Welcome everyone to today's episode of Families Fly Free. So how many of you out there have teenagers? I'm raising my hand here. Um, I've got a 16 year old. So today we have got uh, a special guest with us and we're gonna talk about traveling with teens. And I know that's a topic of interest to many of you because one of my goals is really to show families, particularly with school age kids, how to fly free so you can travel to more places before your kids leave home. And that's definitely sitting in uh, for us right now with a 16 year old who's a junior. We just have a couple more years till he goes off to college and we're starting to feel though we have to do this and we have to do this. And uh, I think I'm not alone in that. I hear from lots of you guys that you are in the same situation. So we have with us today, Tamara Gruber, and she um, is has her own blog, we3travel.com. That's, is that right, Tamara? Yes. And she also um, is part, she does the Vacation Mavens podcast. Um, so be sure to check her out over there. So uh, Tamara, t- you have got a teenager, right? Yes, just one. Uh, but you know, one is enough when it comes to paying for college. <laughs> yeah, agreed. I know ours are four years apart, so we won't have two in college at the same time. That was, that's a Strozar strategy. Um, and you said she's 16. She is. She's a junior also. Okay. So what do you feel like is different, you know, uh, from traveling with say elementary school age kids, to, you know, to traveling with teens now as they grow older, what do you think are some of the differences that we see? Gosh, I feel like it's so different. And it's funny because I think a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to go do those destinations when my kids are older, you know, when they're teens. Mm. And I hear that a lot too. Don't do that. Like definitely do not do that because it gets so much harder and it gets harder, you know, just in terms of logistics, like finding the time, especially if you are looking to fly free, you know, it's, it gets more and more challenging um, to work around their schedules. Right. priorities, you know, when they're young, they're just like, yeah, exciting. Like, let's go, you know, do this or, or they just don't know any better, right? They're going where mom and dad tell them. Yeah. They have less of an opinion about where you're going. Right. (laughs) Definitely. And then when they're older, they're like, well, you know, I really want to do this or how am I going to get my homework done? Or, you know, like a lot more concerns about, you know, schedule and, and what's going on. And then it's, you know, I find it really funny. I don't, I don't know if you find this too, but I find that teens have like much less energy than young kids, uh, which I thought, okay, when they're young, you have to deal with maybe naps or giving them downtime. You can't have them like going, going all day, but when they're older, it'll be easier. And I I just find it's the opposite. Like they need like more downtime. They want to sleep in, you know, like all those kind of things. um, You really have to kind of build your schedule around. Yeah. I have, I have noticed that as well too. You definitely have to factor in plenty of downtime and, and we can talk some more about that in a bit, but um, definitely I just got the comment of, oh, are we going somewhere, you know, um, over Christmas break? Oh, I don't want to, I want to hang out with my friends. (laughs) And I was, that was the first time I've ever gotten that. And I was like, what, (laughs) you know, (laughs) (laughs) you don't want to go on a trip. What's wrong with you? Um, 
but yeah, I agree. And then I've got a um, almost 13 year old. Uh, so he's sort of headed into this territory, but he's definitely is the, the more energetic go, 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 you know, of the two of them. Yeah. Um, then you have to balance those two, which is challenging. I know our team recently, uh, we were talking about different destinations and I brought up Ireland and she's like, well, no offense, but that sounds like a place that'd be really fun to go with, with my friends. And we we're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but it's good though, that she's thinking about traveling with her friends, you know, yeah, like that, that's a definitely, I think one of our goals with our kids, right. Is to expose them to travel so that they will feel comfortable doing it on their own when they're adults. So it's not intimidating. I know that's a big thing for me, like to go to another country where they don't speak the language and they're going to be not out of their comfort zone. Cause they're used to doing that already, you yeah. know? Yeah. So that's the upside. <laughs> It is. I mean, I think even when it comes to like just going off to college or, you know, having new experiences, it, it definitely helps. So what do you think are some good destinations for teenagers or what have you found in terms of your family's travels? I mean, I think every teen has a different personality and different things that they love to do. I know it's something that Kim and I will talk about a lot on our podcast is sometimes the differences between them. But in our family, we have loved a lot of the outdoor kind of destinations. Um, my daughter does love going to Europe and she does love, you know, visiting cities, but there's just mm -hmm. something that kind of comes alive in her when she's like in the mountains or going to national parks. And I think that any opportunity where there's some adventure really, you know, kind of ticks a lot of boxes for, for kids and for, for teens, really, you know, I feel like they seek out more of these like active doing things, you know, not just like taking it in, but actually, you know, so maybe it's not just um, looking at scenery, but it's actually like one of the things that my daughter and I did uh, not, uh, not this year, uh, but the summer before up in uh, Alberta was like a Via Ferrata. So it's one of those courses where you're like clinging oh, to the edge of a mountain. You know? Oh, yes. <laughs> so, I've heard of those. Yeah. So things like that, you know, whether it's zip lining or, you know, other yeah. types of things, but I find, you know, that that has really, um, been what my daughter gets the most excited about. I know one of our favorite family trips was to a dude ranch. Mm -hmm. um, and that was one, you know, because I have one child who's not necessarily a joiner, uh, we actually brought a friend with us on that trip and it worked out amazing because the way that this ranch worked things, they, um, they did a kids, uh, like the kids ate earlier and while the adults did happy hour, and then the kids just kind of went out and played and they just did whatever. And that's fine because you're in Montana. There's nothing else around. It's fine if they go play hide and seek or tag or look for tadpoles in the pond or sit by the fire, you know, like all these kind of things. Well, then mm -hmm. the adults had dinner and, you know, it was kind of one of those times where you could say, just be back at the cabin by nine or, you know, something like that. So uh, that was really an, an amazing experience. And I just felt like that ability for them to have independence and be free uh, was something that you can't offer in a lot of different destinations. And it, it felt very, I guess, grown up, you know, to them. And I think that's a good tip. So you brought the friend to, so she'd kind of have a a partner in crime, if you will, you know, to head off on the independent yeah. kids activities. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise, um, I think she would be more like, well, I'd rather just hang out with you guys. Yeah. Uh, which is nice, but I know that she definitely had more fun, you know, going out and doing that, but it just would have been a lot harder for her, for her to do that because 
typically what you're going to find are that there are other families with siblings, you know, and so they're comfortable with each other. And so inserting yourself into that, it gets a little bit harder, you know? Right. I mean, we found with having two, I mean, sometimes it's helpful because they have each other, but other times I feel like they want to just do the polar opposite of each other. Yeah. So if one's doing of this, course. the other one totally doesn't, you know, or, or vice versa. But, um, but yeah, I think that's a good, that's a good strategy. And, and we have found, I mean, my kids have always liked big cities where we we're, we're definitely a doing family. We, it's hard for us to sit at a beach for very long, much yeah, more than a day or two. Yeah. yeah. So, um, they like to places where we can go and see and do a bunch of different things. Um, so like they really liked Paris cause there was a lot to do and see there. They like New York city. My, um, 16 year old still says Las Vegas was one of his favorite trips of all things, <laughs> you know, just, I guess, cause there's just so much to see there yeah, visually yeah. stimulating. Um, but, but I tend to like more nature and outdoor adventure. And, and so we do a lot of that too, but I'm finding the older that they get, like we just did a hiking trip in Utah in October and they really, I think we overdid it with the hiking and they really got bored <laughs> of it after a while. Yeah. So I was like, well, let's go on another hiking trip. My husband's like, I think we need to give the hiking a break that, <laughs> for, for the next one. And let's pick something that they, that they would be more interested in. So I, I think that's a good you know, question too is, you know, getting them involved in the planning process. You know, do you do that in terms of um, having, letting her have some say in where you're going? Yeah, definitely. I mean, when we talk about big, you know, now we're kind of down to only a few big family vacations a year, you know, we're used to be able to do something every weekend. So we'll have a big spring break trip. And then often uh, the two of us will go off on a mother daughter adventure in the summer. And so for the mother daughter thing, we've definitely, she's had a lot of input. Like we did the Canadian Rockies because she wanted to either do Glacier or the Canadian Rockies. And it just worked out better from a cheaper flight perspective to go up to Canada. Mm -hmm. um, and the year before, I think it was directed a little bit more by me wanting to see a bunch of states, but even, so even if it's a destination that we're kind of voting on as a family, like when we went to Morocco, we were choosing between like three different destinations and then Morocco won out. Um, she definitely has input, but then once we're planning the actual trip, I will always give her some choices of certain activities. You know, do you want to do horseback riding or whitewater rafting or, you know, something like that. Okay. Yeah. And I think it too, if you get them involved in it, they're, they're a little bit more invested in it when you get there too, you know, or even if they, like I said, they get to pick an activity you know, even if they don't pick the destination, well, what's something you would like to do at this destination? And then they're more excited about the trip and what's coming. So like mine, like my youngest really likes to scuba dive. So if we can, you know, work that in anywhere, he's thrilled, he'll go, you know. Yeah. And you, you know, it's, it's helpful to give them choices because they, you know, the answer I will get will be like, I don't know. I don't know what there is to do there, you know, because we're invested in, travel planning and thinking about travel and she's invested in you know her friends and her schoolwork you know so while she may be excited about a destination she hasn't taken the time to you know research what there is sure. to do there so it's helpful to be like hey here are some of the things and you know back to when they were little kids and I used to have her watch uh 
watch movies or read books about somewhere before we went, you know, now there's still a little bit, it's, it's a different approach because there's less time, but it's still an introduction to, hey, here are some of the things, you know, that we're going to see, here are some of the things that we can do, you know, which of these would you want to, to do and see? Mm-hmm. And surely that will help them in the future to, you know, learn how to plan their own trips, you know, down the road. Um, okay, so let's talk about technology and devices. I know that's always a big one for parents. Um, we get frustrated a lot with, you know, we're, we do a lot of driving, like in this last hiking trip, we drove all throughout Utah. We flew there, but there was still a lot of driving. So they are, have their devices and are watching movies and we get frustrated with, why are you not looking out the windows at this amazing scenery, you know? And they're just not interested um, as much as we try. But, um, you know, what strategies do you have in that regard? And, and I, was, I was reading something earlier and they were saying like, don't try to take their devices away from them or, or remove their downtime because particularly as teenagers, then they're just going to push back and it's going to be all that more unpleasant you know, um, for them. So maybe you, you use a lot some time for that when you get back to the hotel or whatever at night, you know. But it, do you have that struggle and what strategies do you use? Yeah, I think we all have that struggle. I think we have it with ourselves as well, but you know, certainly no. <laughs> so, I mean, my strategy so far has been pretty much um, keep busy and do things where there's no Wi-Fi. You know, so you know, many yeah. times whether it's hiking or your destination, you know, where you're in a national park or something that just doesn't have, you know, it's not even just about Wi-Fi these days, you know, because they have phones with data. You know, so right. um, you know, where there's no coverage, or you're in Europe where you know, I've maybe turned my phone onto an international plan, but not hers. So right. she has to wait till she gets back to the hotel and there's Wi-Fi. Um, but I, I do take the approach, I guess, of the article that you've read in that uh, I don't, I, I'm not going to take it away from her entirely. Like that to me doesn't make sense because it is the way that she's going to kind of relax and unwind at the end of the day. And I'm going to do the same many times. And so that's fine. I, if it, eats into our time together, you know, that's one thing, but if we are out and we are busy and we're doing stuff and enjoying our time and making memories all day, if we come back and we want to chill out for an hour before we go to dinner and we're, you know, she's right. on Instagram or whatever, I don't have a problem with that. It really like, that's fine. I think the only time that it does come up would be exactly what you talked about, which is the look out the window at this beautiful scenery. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, but, you know, again, sometimes where you, where you are can make a difference. So um, if you are driving kind of where there isn't a lot of coverage, you know, there's no other choices. I also, when we do our mother daughter things, you know, it, it tends to be when you rent cars now, you can just plug your phone into the USB. So I have her in charge of the music. So she is mm -hmm. using her phone to be the DJ. Um, so maybe she's not using it for other things quite as much. Um, yeah. So I, again, it, it, they're not, young kids where you can say like, let's do a scavenger hunt, look out the window and find these things. You know, we do still play some old fashioned uh, car games, you know, when we go off on a road trip. But earlier this summer, we drove um, 
down to Florida to see family and we live in Rhode Island. So it's a okay. you know, 21 hour drive and oh we my drove gosh. overnight. So, I mean, we've never done this before, but just, you know, pandemic reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we started off like, woohoo, road trip. So exciting. Let's play this game. Let's play geography. Let's play, you know, all these kind of games. And, you know, by hour five, we're just like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. When are we getting there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we have had some success with the music too, in terms of suggesting they just switch to listening to music and look out the window. Um, we can get them to do that sometime. That way they're still, you know, involved in the, they still have their phone or whatever, but they can also enjoy what's around them. And and I do think it's important because, you know, the, the technology is their, a big part of how they connect with their friends. And when you're removing them from their friends and they would rather be hanging out with their friends, that's a way for them to, you know, continue to keep in touch. And, um, you know, even with, with boys, you know, the video games, that's, they get all get on and play video games Mm. together. And that's a big part of how they interact with one another, you know? Um, so to just leave some element of that, I think, um, helps with some of the pushback that you might get to. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, let's talk about sleep. Cause you mentioned that earlier. So my 16 year old, I took him forever to actually, like he was still like up at 7. AM. I don't know, probably till 13, 14, you know, I thought, Oh my gosh, when's this kid ever going to sleep in? And then now we have reached where we sleep in way too long. Right. Yeah. Um, so it, it's hard. I mean, if they're on the regular school schedules and then you just, you know, um, continue on into the trip or whatever and maintain that schedule, but it does seem like they, uh, particularly when we're hiking and we're very active, they do need more rest. So, um, well, what we found when we did this hiking trip is we would just kind of hang out during the daytime and not head into the national parks until like one or two, uh, because the crowds were gone from the parks. And then we could do the hiking we wanted. We could see sunset and then we would come back and that works good for everybody to just kind of wake up, get going, not be in a big hurry. Um, but what strategies do you have in terms of, um, making sure they get enough sleep and allowing for, longer sleeping if that's possible in the morning, you know? Well, I think it helps that I've never fully outgrown that teenage stage myself and that I'm not a morning person. (laughs) Um, So uh, we've never wanted to get a running start super early, but sometimes you have to, and that's the frustrating thing. And uh, I know that last year when we were in the Canadian Rockies, we were like, well, if you want to see like, is it Lake Moraine? I think you really need to be in the parking lot by 5 a.m. Otherwise it fills up. And we're just like, no, we're just going to have to, like, we're not going to see it. Sorry. Like it's not happening because it's, you know, there's limits to what we're going to do. Like, will we get up, you know, occasionally to go on a hot air balloon ride? Okay, sure. But for the most part, um, you know, I try to make it reasonable and that reasonable has gotten pushed back, you know, as she is a teen and it's okay. You know, and sometimes it's just more of like an every other day kind of thing, you know, where every day isn't up at eight, you know, Um, some days we're not doing anything until 10 or 11, you know, like just building in more of that downtime. Like we talked about before downtime is not always at the end of the day. Sometimes it's at the beginning of the day or sometimes Um, it's a full day. Don't you you think like a full day off in the middle? Absolutely. And I always think, wow, like, are we going to be so bored? And I actually find that that's when maybe she'll actually take the time to read a book. Like she loves to read, but the phone is a much 
stronger attraction, you know, as right. a teenager. So, yeah. So I, I, we just try to build the activities, you know, around or the itinerary, I should say, you know, around that and not scheduling two th things too early unless it's necessary. Yeah. We do the same thing. Um, I don't think anyone in our family is really a morning person either. I can function pretty well, but, um, but yeah, we generally like to, yeah, wake up and, and I, like you said, every now and then we'll get up really early, but it's very rare. And we found, again, just in these, at least the national parks in Utah, that strategy worked perfectly. Instead of getting there at five in the morning, which is what you hear, if you want to see this arch, you got to get there such and such a time, you know, it's just letting everybody who did that get out of the, <laughs> get yeah, out of there. Yeah. And then we rolled in, you know? Right. So, so for the most part, that worked pretty good. Um, do you have any other tips, you know, for, to make it easier traveling with teens or like, do you, do you have your teenager pack her own suitcase, for example? I do, but I still kind of dictate a bit of a packing list to her. Um, so there have been many times where we're driving home from school in the car and I'm like, okay, pull out your phone, open the, the notes app. And I'm going to tell you like, this, mm -hmm. this is what you need. Or I will make sure to give her a copy of the itinerary and have her look up the, um, the temperatures, you know, and think through like, okay, you're going to need this. You're going to need that. Uh, it doesn't mean that we haven't forgotten some things, but uh, definitely I have her do her own bag now because, you know, honestly, like, I don't, know what she wants to wear you know like it's I kind of can pick out clothes for her but I'm past the point of you know of picking out her daily outfit so yeah and for boys at, at least my boys it's different like they don't care what they're wearing <laughs> so yeah. they're totally fine with mom packing their clothes um and I I have to say I haven't been brave enough to have them pack their own bag but um I probably, that would be a good idea, I think, to develop responsibility and to develop that skill. And maybe you just check behind them yeah. that they, that they have everything. I think I would be scared to death. They, you know, forgot something crucial, but I think the checking behind is, is definitely good. You know what, what she does now, not always, not for shorter trips, but for longer trips, it's actually really cute. Cause I'll give her like a bit of a packing list. She'll go pack, but then she lays it all out on her bed and she puts a post-it note like for each day, you know, so that I can mm -hmm. see like what she's planned. She's like, can you just look and make sure it's okay? <laughs> yes. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, and do you, do you, you probably don't get like separate hotel rooms if there's just three of you, right? Well, it's one of those things that um, if it's a short trip, then no. But ideally, we do a lot of like Airbnbs. Uh -huh. um, because yeah. it's just nice to have a separation of space, you know, a little bit of privacy. Um, and it just, you know, it will allow her to sleep in more or, um, you know, just, I don't know. It's just, it's nice these days to, for her to not have to listen to dad snore quite as much, you know, like <laughs> all those kind of things. So, yeah. um, we tend to like, not necessarily get separate hotel rooms, but like I said, we'll, we'll do like an Airbnb with a couple of rooms, or we'll look for some kind of suite that has a little bit of a separation. Uh, like recently we went to the Adirondacks in New York and we stayed at a hotel that had a suite where it's kind of like an adjoining room, but it had like a Jack and Jill uh, bathroom, mm -hmm. uh, you know, where it can, the bathroom connects from both rooms. And right. the second room was like much smaller and just had a trundle bed, but there was a door, you know, and sometimes the suite might be just 
kind of a partial wall. I, I think like Hyatt places are good with this. You know, they have kind of like that half wall and then a pullout couch, you know, so anything that gives just a little bit of a separation where it's not just your two twin bed, uh, two queen beds right next to each other, you know? Yeah. And it's good for parents to get a break from teens too, you know, um, to just everybody go to their own spaces and, you know, have some quiet time. And we like those kind of hotels also like you're like a Homewood Suites or an embassy suites yeah. or where they have a separate living space and a separate bedroom too can even help because like everyone wants to stay up later than me so I can go, go to sleep, yeah, you know, yeah. and they can be out watching TV or watching movies on their devices or whatever, um, a bit later without bothering me. So we find those to be helpful. And yes, it is nice to be able to spread out and, you know, like a Verbo or Airbnb. Um, cause I, I do think it's, a, it is nice for them if they can have their own space that, that makes it more enjoyable for them too, I think. It's more yes. independent, right? <laughs> yeah. It's funny when they're young, you're used to having them, you know, in the same room. And then if you need to stay up later, you're like in the bathroom doing some work or, you know, out on the balcony or something like that. And now it's funny when I travel with my daughter, especially one-on-one, -on -one, you know, we're going to bed at the same time. So I'm like, it's actually easier to be in the same room now, but at the same time, when it's the three of us, it's just nice to have a little more privacy and space. Right, right. Yeah. And um, in this article I was reading earlier, they were talking about it. We've done this too, where you'd have adjoining rooms and we'll have the boys in one and we'd be at another. Um, but she was like, oh, I would never do that because my kids would fight and it would be no good. So we put one adult and one kid in one room and one adult and one kid in the other room, mm -hmm. which I thought was funny. But like that's totally happened to us too, where with boys, they get into a wrestling match you know, <laughs> because they're annoying each other or whatever. And then you have to put a stop to it. So that's the downside. If you have siblings that, you know, bicker and, and fight often, um, you might want to not put them in a room together without, you know, the door being open at all times. <laughs> that's funny. Um, so what, do you have any other tips that you found that work well, you know, for traveling with your daughter as she's a teen? Um, well, I guess we didn't talk that much about activities. So I don't know if you'd want to yeah. talk about mm -hmm. some of the ones that, you know, we've enjoyed. I mean, we did, I did mention, you know, outdoor right. activities, but it, again, if there's a way to help them enjoy the outdoors, luckily my daughter does like to hike, but I know a lot of kids find a hike, you know, a little bit boring. Right. Um, of course, if you can at least have a hike that has a waterfall or a view, or, you know, there's something right. that's like a wow factor about it, that's helpful. But I think that there's other ways to enjoy the outdoors, you know, whether it is like rafting or zip lining or adventure courses or horseback riding, you know, there's a lot of outdoor, you know, activities that you can still get to see the scenery and, you know, still do those things. So I, I find like when it comes to more of the nature trips, you know, that sprinkling some of those in have been really helpful versus mm -hmm. just, you know, like driving and like getting out at this viewpoint or getting out to do a short hike like you know that's been you know definitely helpful and then I find with city type of trips because you know we've done a lot of different like European cities and things like we tend to do um we used to do a lot of tours and I still like to do a lot of tours but I found that especially with teens it becomes more and more important to do private tours because I think they're 
tolerance level. Like I remember being at the the Coliseum with my daughter when she was, I don't know, maybe 10, you know, and she would just, she followed that tour guide around. She was <laughs> like listening to every word. She was raising her hand to answer questions because she had read some things ahead of time, you know, and I'm not going to see that from her as a teen, you know, quite as much. But if you have a private tour, then you can tailor it a little bit more. They're much, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to engage, especially if you find somebody that has done a lot of tours with families, you know, they know how to engage people versus if you're doing a group tour and you get the, you know, some, some guy that's just super interested in this piece of art or this piece of history, you know, asking a million questions and your team's just like rolling their eyes, you know? So I feel like private tours have been like, you know, very important. And if you can tailor them to stuff that they're interested in, you know, right. course, all the better. Mm -hmm. But then we love, we love food tours. We love food tours and like cooking classes. So like the hands-on kind of stuff, you know, the hands-on type of thing that like really gives them a sense of place, especially. Right. Mm -hmm. Have you tried um, like bike tours or um, we do like to rent bikes in an area and like we did Palm Springs. That was a good place to do that, just to rent bikes. And then you could just bike through the, some of the neighborhoods with the really cool, you know, mid-century modern homes. And that was more interesting for them than us driving around in a car. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. My daughter does not love biking. <laughs> so yeah. I think the one time I booked a bike tour was in Washington, DC. We we're going to like bike around like the tidal basin. Um, she ended up having a fever. So we canceled that. Yeah. So we haven't, but I think for some families, that's, that's a great way to do it. And I've seen really, you know, fun and interesting things like, um, well, I always get a, a bit annoyed by those like Segway tours, you know, but they do have, you know, some other things like golf cart tours, you know, if they don't want to walk too much or I don't know. They're, they're, have you done a Segway tour? I have not. I've never gone on a Segway. <laughs> it's super fun. <laughs> there think, was, yeah. Uh, I like, I keep waiting for my kids to be old enough because they're, you have to be a certain age or whatever yeah. to, to do it. But I think it's, it's super fun and kind of a, it's just a, I'm sure it's annoying to people that are not on the tour. <laughs> right. right. Hannah and I were in Chicago a couple years ago and everywhere we went, there was this Segway tours, the same tour. Somehow they were slow enough that like we were walking and they were on their Segways, <laughs> but every time, like they kept like cutting in front of us and like surrounding us and we're oh. like, go away. You know? Yeah. That is but, annoying. Yeah. No, I, I can see that, you know, um, you know, being interesting for some kids, I think, you know, after that experience, my daughter would be like, never, but <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah. I just find like, if you look at different tour operator sites, like they're, they've really gotten creative, a very, you know, interesting and, and, you know, different ways to do things like in Iceland, we've done um, like ATVs and, you know, there's, there's all kinds of ways to explore places. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think those are all great, great suggestions. Um, any other, other tips? Not so much. I, I think it really comes down to, you know, finding the things that they are interested in. And like you said, we only have, you know, so much time with them and it goes fast. And, you know, sometimes things like this year, you know, erased a whole year of plans, oh, know. you know, yeah. so you, you're feeling it even more of like, oh, I, I thought we we're going to get to do all these things. So certainly if you have the opportunity uh, you know, take it while you can. And, and especially, you know, as they get older, it just, it really gets harder. You can't pull them out of school. They have sports that start earlier in the summer. They can't even get away for long weekends because, you know, they're, they're 
course load, you know, typically doesn't allow them much downtime, you know, on the weekend, they need to get homework done and such. So it just gets harder. So certainly like, you know, do it while you can. And hopefully you build up that kind of the traditions of doing these things. And I've said to my daughter, it doesn't end when you go off to college. Like we're still going to do trips together. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Like, do you think you'll still be doing, you know, family trips when she's off to college or out of the house? I do. And and, and yeah. I look at it like, well, why wouldn't you want a free trip at that point? Right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and still there's lots of families who, you know, their kids are adults and married and they all, you know, they still travel together um, because they've developed that you know, over the years. So it doesn't even have to end after college. Exactly. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much, Tamara, for, um, for joining us and giving us your tips for traveling with teens. Again, I think that's a lots of people can relate to that. seems like they get to be teenagers all of a sudden, doesn't it? (laughs) Where did that time go? All of a sudden, then it goes very fast. Right, right. So tell us again, where we can find you. So my website is we three travel. So it's we, the number three travel.com. And our podcast is vacation mavens, where we talk about uh, different family travel destinations or family travel tips, you know, kind of like this, and hopefully Lynn, you'll be on it soon. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Ready to fly your family free. Come join me inside my family's fly free program where you get my simple step-by-step plan and my personal help so you can make more priceless travel memories with your family before your kids leave home. Visit familiesflyfree.com slash join. That's familiesflyfree.com slash join to learn more and get started flying free today.